Jesus. And all the beloved together said, Amen. The laying on of hands is what I'm going to do. The second part on this um, doctrine that is really important in the church. A few weeks ago, I started doing this, and I mentioned how it's um, one of the doctrines that is not really taught in the church. And yet, Bible says it's one of the elementary teachings of Christ. It's something that is foundational for a believer. And yet, in many, in many churches, it's not taught. And I confessed two weeks ago that I'd never taught on the laying on of hands. I asked the pastor yesterday um, whether he had any, ever heard of a sermon on laying on of hands. And the pastor said, no, I haven't. So it's one of those things that is one of the basic teachings of Christ, and yet a lot of us um, don't, haven't heard about it or don't know about it. But it is there because it's of benefit to us. Amen. Uh, I'll just start off with 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, um, which is like a, a scripture that really shows the importance of scriptures. It says, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Notice what he says. It says, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. In other words, all scripture is God-breathed. It's inspired by God. That is why it's called the Word of God. Amen. It's the Word of God. It's, it's basically what God is saying to humanity. It expresses God's heart. It expresses God's intentions. It shows us what God likes, and it shows us what He doesn't like. So the Word of God is God-inspired. And notice what the Bible says, that it's, it's, it's profitable for, 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 for doctrine. It's, it's beneficial. It's, uh, it's useful. Okay, the word of God is useful, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. In other words, the word of God sometimes rebukes us. The word of God sometimes rebukes us. And the Bible says that it's, it's, it's useful, it's profitable for rebuke, it's beneficial for correction. Sometimes we're not always doing the right thing. And God's word brings us into alignment with God's will and God's way. So it's beneficial for correction. Correcting us when we are wrong. And then, of course, for the training in righteousness. We have the righteousness, the gift of righteousness, which is um, a gift we receive from Jesus Christ. You know, he became our righteousness. He took our sin, and we become the righteousness of God. So we receive that gift of righteousness. And the Bible says the word of God trains us in righteousness, in terms of righteous living. So we live out the righteousness that has been given to us by Christ by the choice of living righteously. Can I hear a good amen? You know, Paul made a statement concerning the word of God. He said, let every man be a liar and let God be true. Let God be true and every man a liar. In other words, you're saying, ask for me. I want to hear what the word of God says. And I will basically let God be true and everything else I consider a lie. We have to come to that place where we are so inspired by God, that, uh, by the word of God, that we know that this is divine, the divine word, the divine, the supernatural being, the almighty God, the supreme being is saying something. And we have to have more weight to what he says than what we hear on the radio or what we hear by the politicians or what we hear in our culture and our society because it's the word of God. Amen? So all scripture is profitable. It's beneficial. Now the doctrine of the laying of hands can be seen in Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 1 to 3. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 to 3 talks about, it says, Therefore leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection. The writer of Hebrews, who a lot of scholars believe was Paul, was getting frustrated with some of the Christians in, in, uh, in 
in the book of Hebrews, uh, because basically you are saying, you guys should be teaching now, but you now it's like I have to be teaching you all over again the, some of the foundational things. He says, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection or to maturity. It says, not laying again. And notice what the foundation is. The foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. So repentance from dead works is one of the foundational truths. Then faith in God is one of the foundational truths. And then verse 2, please. Verse 2 then goes on and says, verse 2 goes on and says, verse 2 goes on and says, of the doctrines of baptism, which is the Holy Spirit's baptism, the baptism by water. There's also a baptism of suffering. These are all foundational truths. And then it says the laying on of hands. And that's where this doctrine is placed, the laying on of hands. Then it says um, the resurrection of the dead, that's another doctrine. We have to know what, it, what, it's, what, it, what does the resurrection of the dead mean? Because if you don't know about what that's all that entails, then you may not live your life in anticipation of what's going to happen. Amen. And then, of course, eternal judgment. So there are six foundational truths or doctrines of Christ. So there's the... There's first of all, repentance from dead works, there's faith in God, there's the laying on of hands, there's the, baptism of, the doctrine of baptisms, and then the last two concern eternity, the resurrection of the dead, and then eternal judgment. So the first four are for living here on earth. You need to know what it means to have faith in God here on earth. You need to know what it means to, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit or to be, have a baptism of water and to understand the baptism of suffering. You have to have an understanding of these things. You need these doctrines for here on earth. And the laying on of hands is one of those doctrines that you need here on earth. For example, Jesus said that we who believe will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So it's for here and now. So when somebody is sick, then you can... You can access this doctrine you can once you have an understanding of this doctrine it can mean a lot to you two weeks ago we, 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 we kind of shared how the laying of hands apply to healing because the thing about the laying of hands is it has several blessings that come and are associated with the laying of hands healing is one of them divine healing access and healing praise god also the baptism of the holy spirit is another one the impartation of spiritual gifts is another blessing impartation of prophetic blessings and the commissioning of the fivefold ministry gifts of the offices in the church these are all the blessings that you receive from the laying on of hands so what is the laying on of hands the laying of hands is when an individual lays hands on another with the specific purpose of imparting a spiritual blessing so it's not just when, you know, it's not something that's done casually, okay? It's done when an individual lays hands on another person with a specific purpose of imparting a spiritual blessing. That's what it is. And the spiritual blessings you get are what I just enumerated. So a few weeks ago, we saw how healing, Jesus did a lot of healing and he laid hands. You remember when Peter's mother-in-law was unwell, she had a fever. The Bible says that Jesus went and laid hands on her and she recovered and actually served them. Amen. The Bible talks about Jesus doing um, um, some healing a few people in Nazareth because of the unbelief. But he laid hands on them and they recovered. Several times Jesus laid hands. Remember the leper. He laid hands on the leper and he recovered. So it, he imparted that spiritual gift, the divine gift um, through the laying on of hands. We also discovered that um, you have to understand or you have to want the laying on of hands for it to be effective for you you have to believe in it so that you can receive from it and many times in the scriptures you see how the bible says they begged jesus to touch 
somebody who was sick. So there was a deaf and dumb person who, and the Bible says the people who brought him begged Jesus. They asked Jesus because they believed that there was something that was going to be transferred through the laying on of hands, you know. And so they requested. And, and many times if you just sort of, you're nonchalant about it, you put your hands in your pocket, you're chewing gum when somebody lays hands on you, it's like you're not really acknowledging that something can be transferred in terms of a blessing. So it's important for you to have faith in it. When somebody says, may I lay hands on you, be expectant that there's going to be a blessing imparted to you. So you, will be in a, you, you put yourself in a position where you are receptive to receive. Amen. Jesus pointed out very clearly that those who believe will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Today we're going to look at a few others and I'll just kind of wrap this up. So the first one today is the laying on of hands for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now obviously in the scriptures you see there's many instances where the Holy Spirit was given like on the day of Pentecost. They were there meeting together. They had been praying. They were united and then the Holy Spirit just was poured upon them and in fact they saw tongues of fire because that was the first time the Holy Spirit was now beginning to, uh, well it was manifest on Pentecost that way and it was powerful. So there's no laying on of hands there and also when um, Peter went to preach to the Gentiles, Cornelius and his family and his friends. The Holy, as he was preaching, the Bible says the Holy Spirit just fell. So there was no laying on of hands there. But there are instances where there was a facilitation of the laying on of hands or the Holy Spirit coming through the laying on of hands. And it's really interesting because when you look at it, it was one instance, for example, was when um, Peter and John and the elders went to Samaria. Paul, Philip had gone to Samaria, had preached the gospel there, and there was a lot of excitement there. And then the, 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 the apostles who were in Jerusalem heard about this excitement and that a lot of people in Samaria were receiving the Lord. So they went to Samaria. And when they went to Samaria, even though a lot of them were believers, they hadn't yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So we see in Acts chapter 8, verse 17, it says, Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. So here, Peter and... And, and John and James, you know, they, the elders of the church, they laid hands on a lot of the believers. I don't know why Philip didn't do it, but for some reason it was facilitated when they laid hands. So notice what it says, they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And it's tied to the laying on of hands. And you see that in the next verse where Simon, who was a magician, who was a convert and his heart was not quite right, says in verse 18, when Simon saw that through the laying on of hands, notice is he, he identified that, man, something happened when they laid hands. Okay, so the Bible says when he saw that through the laying on of hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. Uh-uh, he should not have done that. Okay, but he saw, what the point I'm trying to make is that he saw that when they laid hands, there was corresponding evidence of the Holy Spirit coming upon them. Are you with me? Please help me out. And verse 19 says, so, so saying, give me this power so that anyone whom I lay hands on will receive the Holy Spirit. The point is that the Holy Spirit was facilitated through the laying on of hands. Also, when you look at um, uh, Paul, when Paul went to the, the region of Ephesus, you know, he, he came across some disciples and the Bible says, he asked them the question, have you received the Holy Spirit? And said, we don't know of any Holy Spirit. So it says, Which, whose baptism did you, did you, were you baptized into? He said, well, we're baptized into the baptism of John. So he explained about Jesus and how John had, had, had talked about Jesus. And then he baptized them. And the Bible says, and when Paul, this is in Acts 19, 6, when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. So notice again, the Holy Spirit was facilitated through the laying on of hands. I'm not saying it's the only way. In fact, when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, nobody laid hands on me. 
But I've experienced uh, the laying on of hands in terms of um, laying hands on somebody and then the Holy Spirit comes upon them and then they have the evidence of speaking in tongues. Praise God. So I'm just saying that it is one of the ways that facilitates the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Can I hear a good amen? So if you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit... If you want that fullness of the Holy Spirit, there is a second experience, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is not a teaching on it, but if you want that, by all means, at the end of the service, come forward and we will lay hands on you. And you want to believe that when we lay hands on you, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Amen? Amen. It's to impart the blessing. Hallelujah. The next point here about laying on of hands is that the laying of hands can be used for multiple blessings. In, in fact, there's one instance in the Bible where there's a disciple called Ananias who was sent to go and pray for Saul. At the time, Saul, who became Paul, Saul had been, going, had been going around persecuting the church. He had an encounter with Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, and he was blind. And then the Lord said, you know, you go to Damascus. And basically, he sent his disciple Ananias to go and pray for Saul. And so when he went and laid hands on him, he had multiple blessings. And we see this account in Acts chapter 9, 17. It says, Ananias went his way, entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight, that is healing, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So there were multiple blessings through the laying on of hands. Wouldn't you like multiple blessings as somebody lays hands on you? Hallelujah. You know, so he was healed of his blindness, okay? And then he also received the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So there are multiple blessings. The laying of hands is also to impart a spiritual blessing. Now, the spiritual blessings that we have, whether it's the gift of tongues or preaching or teaching or helps or whatever it is, several different gifts, they are all given by the Godhead. Amen. God is the one who gives, Bible says, as he wills. So God gives it. But we notice through the scripture as well that sometimes through the laying on of hands, it can facilitate and can stir up gifts. Hallelujah. And that is an example of Paul when he was encouraging the young pastor, Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 14 says this. He said, do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands. So he, there was a certain gift that was confirmed in his life through the laying on of hands and through the prophetic gifts. That's the point I want you to get here, okay? And then 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 says, For this reason I remind you to fan or stare into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Again, notice that there was something that was stirred, a prophetic gift was stirred, and, 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 and when he laid hands on him, something was confirmed inside of Timothy. So sometimes God will... Now, it's not... The elders don't go and just suddenly impart gifts to people. That's not the way it works. It's something that is done by the Holy Spirit. But I, what I, we can read from this is that Paul is saying that when you, re, you receive a spiritual gift through the laying of hands and stare that gift, usually it's a confirmation of something that God has given to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And in fact, in this scripture, notice in what it says in 2 Timothy uh, 5, uh, 1, 6. It says, for this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. Notice what it says, the gift of God. God was the one who gave that gift. All right? But then it also mentions the laying on of hands. Just like the Holy Spirit is stirred and the Holy Spirit comes upon people through the laying on of hands. This gift of God was stirred by the laying on of hands. Praise God.
Next point is the laying of hands in the Bible. We see it's for spiritual commissioning and also for uh, laying of hands for authority. So the scripture teaches in both the Old Testament and the New Testament that divine commissioning often happened with the laying on of hands. So in the, so in the New Testament, we see that Barnabas and Paul for, had a special assignment that the Holy Spirit picked them for. And then the Bible says the elders and the leaders of the church of Antioch, they commissioned them by the laying on of hands. So there was something that the Holy Spirit wanted Paul and, and, uh, and, and Silas to do and Barnabas to do, you know. And so he says, look, separate them. I'm going to just, let's just read that from Acts chapter 13 from verse 2. It says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work for which I call them. So the Holy Spirit said, I have an assignment for these folks. And the Bible, so they acknowledge that assignment. The Bible says in verse 3, they then having fasted and prayed and they laid hands on them, they sent them away. So they commissioned them through the laying on of hands. They sent them forth through the laying on of hands. I tell you, it's always good. And some people in this church actually do that. Sometimes some, some, some folks, when they're going for a, a conference in another land, they'll come and say, Pastor, could you pray for us? You know, I just want the, the blessing of God. And, and, and we impart a blessing through the laying on of hands. But, but here, here again, it's some people who want it and some people don't know about it, so they don't even request it. Okay, but for this special assignment, the Bible says they, they laid hands on them and they sent them off. So the blessing of God was, was imparted on them through the laying of hands as they went. Also, in the, in the New Testament, we see that the deacons in the early church were commissioned by the leaders through the laying on of hands. Acts chapter 6 verse 5 says, They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, glory to God, I've gotten through that, a proselyte from Antioch. And it says, verse 6, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. What had happened was that the, there was a little confusion in the church, you know, and the apostles were spending too much time on some of the logistics of the church. They said, look, we got to be spending our time in the word of God and in prayer. So they, but they, so they had the wisdom and said they decided to delegate the responsibility of the logistics of the church in terms of um, feeding the widows and, and some of the other things that needed to happen. They, they, they chose these men to, and they delegated them. And notice what it says in verse 6. They set them before the apostles and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. They were commissioned to do the work in the church through the laying out of hands. We see a powerful example in the Old Testament. God asked Moses to commission and give authority to Joshua, Moses' prodigy, and it was through the laying on of hands. Numbers chapter 27 says this, and the Lord said to Moses, Numbers 27, 18, the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua the son of Nun with you, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay your hand on him. And he says, set him before Eliza the priest and before all the congregation and inaugurate him in their sight. And then verse 20 says, and you shall give some of your authority to him that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. Powerful stuff. And in fact, the Bible records the results of Moses' obedience to God. You see that in Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9. Notice what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9. It says, now Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of, of wisdom. And notice what it says, for Moses had laid his hands on him. The reason why he was full of wisdom was because Moses had laid his hands on him. There was something that was transferred as he was commissioned 
Praise God. And then it says, so the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. That's exactly what God had said to, to Moses to do in Numbers chapter 27. He says, I want you to lay hands on him and I want you to give some of the authority you have so that people will begin to respect this lad. Amen? So, it's for the commissioning, and it can be for elders, it can be for um, uh, giving authority, and so on and so forth, but it's also for commissioning, praise God. Now, this is another area where you later have this important, and where each one of us can be a part of. Laying on of hands to declare a blessing. This is a powerful thing, folks. It is a powerful. Some of the things where you're laying of hands is important. It's done by elders. So, for example, when you're sending people forth, you know, um, like uh, commissioning them for a mission trip, the Bible says that the elders of the church sent forth Barnabas and Paul. Okay? And then and, and notice that um, Paul also mentioned to Timothy that they received a spiritual gift through the laying hands of the elders. And then another time he said, where I laid hands on you. So sometimes it's eldership. But there's so many instances, like when you pray for the sick, it says, you who believe will lay hands on the sick. So that's where you can access that. Amen.